you know, no matter what uh, religious people might tell you, it's okay to do that. It's natural. It is. Uh, it is. <laughs> it helps relieve stress. Yeah. Yeah. Attention. Uh, it, it's good. It's good and pure. Okay. If you say so. You are, you are my spiritual leader, so, you know. Uh, that's some scary shit. That's like Jonathan <laughs> being Tim's life coach. That is scary. Sad, sad and pathetic. <laughs> and as you might have noticed on Skype, I made a few notes today. Yes, I noticed that on Twitter today. Yes. It's like I'd better be ready. Oh, but, yeah, you got to bring your A game because Tim is serious about this shit. As the new guy, I'm afraid Tim's just going to lay into me. God damn it. Fair enough. Where the fuck is Jonathan and Wayne? What the fuck? It's 801, cocksuckers. Now, Wayne Wayne <laughs> shot me a note and said that he at best he's going to be late tonight. He might not be here at all because he had some, some stuff come up at work. But I don't know where Jonathan is. Well, you know, Jonathan. Listen to new Jonathan talking shit about old Jonathan. <laughs> you know, I've never, I've never podcast with Jonathan, but I've listened to a lot of podcasts he's been on. I have Pad- a feel for the guy. Podcasts. Pad- with Man. With Spider-Man. On the- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get for drinking coffee and podcasting. Who drinks coffee while podcasting? This guy. You should be drinking vodka. What nice. time is it there? I Nine. What time is yeah, it there? Like, 6 a.m.? Like, it's always time it's like, for vodka. <laughs> it's, it's like 11 a.m. here. Who drinks vodka before noon? Russians. 11 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Just up on that vodka a little bit there, Paul, because you gotta you got to be able to portray accurately your emotions about Andrew's crummy characters, okay? That's true. <laughs> But Wait, you want know how good uh, uh, Russians are with vodka? Listen, NPR, they had this whole thing about Russian medicine where they have this thing. They will implant in your butt if you're a Russian. You pay them money. And they'll tell you if you drink alcohol, it will kill you because it will release a chemical into your body to make you die. Nice. It's not really going to make you die. It's the same thing that we prescribe in the U.S. as pills for people trying to you know, get a, not be alcoholic anymore. Right. But they tell them it will kill them and uh, uh, can last up to three years. And that's how people in Russia get off vodka. But if they know it's a placebo. They don't know that. The people they were interviewing uh, in Moscow about it had no idea it was pleased. They, they believed. I mean, if you knew it was fake, it would not be as effective. But uh, the people there absolutely believed that it would kill them. Sounds kind of terrible that your medical professional lies to you. Yeah. Yes. A medical okay. professional should never lie, ever. <laughs> Except when it's necessary. <laughs> Unless they're podcasting. <laughs> or you know stealing your kidney hey now because that happens you weren't, you weren't fucking using it anyways he's <laughs> pumping it to the right side you were never using the left side Aaron. <laughs> like your beach house in malibu wait aaron has a beach house in malibu well not my, anymore my huge podcasting dollars yeah you, you can afford galactus you, you got to be rolling in it this is true you know it he pays for it with free comic PDF. Should I should I pay should I pay the rent or should I get a Galactus statue this month? <laughs> That's a no brainer right there, Tim. Galactus. Galactus for the win. Loves me some Galactus. Because not only do you Galactus you get Galactus, you also get the Silver Surfer. I have one local vote that Galactus must be the uh, the, the next host of Funny Books. <laughs> I, I would him, step. I would, a... I would pass that along. Aaron would hit the, all the buttons, record them, and then have the Galactus sound. <laughs> uh, Galactus's mic is about the size of the moon, probably. That's a good huge. point. 
You know, you don't even know. But Galactus is a Knight of Rainsboro. He but, even has a Knight of Rainsboro decoder ring. Have you ever thought about it, though? I mean, you know, Galactus eats a whole planet, you know? And and that's like a whole planet full of fiber. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a lot of bathroom time he's got to be spending. <laughs> I think he converts it all to energy, Aaron. I really do. Paul, that's just silly. That's silly, Paul. Yeah. I think he only eats planets that are, you know, four kilotons or less. <laughs> Anything over four kilotons is just waste. You <laughs> me, I gotta go pinch off Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> me, 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 me. La. Don't do that. We're gonna do our Glee episode of Night of Rainsboro. Fantastic. Now, hey, does anybody know William Paul personally? Not personally. No. No, no. Why? So we can punch him in the neck? <laughs> no. Why would we punch he him is, in the neck, though? He, he won't be it through the cone. What do you mean he has a valid point? Because you said, so I, like, we're looking forward to season two. He's like, we haven't seen season one. That's a valid point, Paul. It's not. He saw season one. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. We were on hiatus. That was season one. This is season two. We even have look. We even brought in new blood. I, I think he has a valid point. I, are you pointing out, Paul? Are you trying to say I'm the new Rudy? No, mm-hmm. you're uh, cousin Oliver. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> uh, the great kazoo. God, damn, cousin Oliver. <laughs> no, I'll be I'll be the kazoo. That's the weirdest thing. You know, my my son takes these Flintstone vitamins, and so he always asks us, "Who is this?" Because he's never watched the Flintstones. He has no idea. And so I'm like, "That's Fred Flintstone. That's Wilma Flintstone." Well, there's a Gazoo one, and he's like, "Who's this?" And like, "That's the Great Gazoo." Who's he? He's a magical Martian that appears and grants wishes. That doesn't make any sense. It's <laughs> a good point, kid. <laughs> Shut up and take your vitamin. Yeah, eat your vitamin. <laughs> Hello. So, Whoa. so. Hello. Are we going to have to, like, you know, track you down every week we do this? Is that what you're saying, Jonathan? No, it turns out uh, on my Xbox the clock was wrong because Danielle could tell you. I kept checking the time, and I guess my Xbox isn't plugged up the internet right now, and it was a half an hour off. Oh. Uh, I think Danielle so, should tell us. Put Danielle on the mic. We need to verify this. All right, one second. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. <laughs> <laughs> too late. Too late now. And now he's conferring with her. Now just say, just just do as I said. <laughs> I will give you five bucks. Woman, put your, put your mouth by this black thing. <laughs> Speak words. <laughs> he's totally telling the truth. Is he? Is he totally telling the truth? See? Don't make me talk to them. <laughs> oh, I hope Evelator doesn't take that shit out. You guys can't. Hey, you guys can't make fun of me. That's not nice. Oh, yeah, we can. No. No, you can't. I'll beat Jonathan. I'll beat him. See, that's just more reason to make fun of you. You're encouraging us. That's right. <laughs> I could make his internet not work. Mm. That would slow things down. I mean, then we just have to play his character directly as opposed to playing it through him. Uh, wait a minute. That sounds like a, an efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Daniel? Right. I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. This is Aaron. 
I figured that. Nice to meet you. Your little head lights up on his little thingy. I like my little head. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. You can put the boy back on. (laughs) Yeah. The other funny part. You know, the funny part, Aaron, is is your name is Head, too. So that's right. Funnier. That's right. You should change yeah. it to Lil Head. L-I-L Head. <laughs> well, that's my that's my rapper name. <laughs> Shut the front door. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Head, yo! It's Lil Head X when you rap. Oh, yeah. So it's an X at the end. Lil Head X. All right, so let, I'm going to bust ask. some rhymes up in here, yo! <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting, but we've already used over 15 minutes of jacking off time. Let's get this other on the road, Terry. Let's go. I think I need to be formally introduced to Andrew. Oh. Andrew, Jonathan, Jonathan, Andrew. Oh, wow. Hello, um, Bachelor number one. Gee, whoa, this is this is awkward. We've got uh, <laughs> new Jonathan and old Jonathan. <laughs> wow. Uh, new mommy's meeting old mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me use this to thank you this time to thank you formally for uh, vacating a seat, Jonathan. <laughs> Without you, this is not possible. Uh, and I would just like to thank you for temporarily holding on to my <laughs> Keeping it warm, if you will. Uh, and I'm really enjoying Cardboard Crack. Really? Oh, yeah, it comes out so regularly. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I have told people at our local store. We have a big league. Actually, I've told them about it, but I have no idea if they're listening or not. Look at them promoting your shit. I promote everybody's shit. Have you not noticed that about me? So I promote the game more than Jonathan does. Not this Jonathan. More than Stingray does on Twitter. I promote his show more than he does. So at some point you'll be uh, co-hosting a cardboard crack, Andrew. Is that is that the plan? <laughs> I haven't turned down the I haven't I haven't turned down the invitation yet. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that kind of thing around Jonathan. Because <laughs> it upsets him. No, because you don't know what he'll ask. of Rainsboro. I'm Aaron. I'm Paul, and I portray the character Hair Trigger, the teleporting furry with machine guns. <laughs> and uh, I'm Jonathan, and uh, I play Ramiel, Angel of Light. I have no yeah. quip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am Tim. I'm, I am playing the Coyote, who is an Indian shaman. And I am Andrew, and I am the new guy. He is the new guy. And mysteriously absent is Wayne, who portrays the character Spider-Man. <laughs> speedball. Speedball, really, speedball. Speeder-Man. Speeder-Man. Speeder-Man, um, Shay. <laughs> yeah, and Wayne doesn't look like he's either going to be late or it doesn't look like he's going to be here, so... Uh, 
you know, we'll be, we'll proceed on tonight without him. Uh, as I said, I'm Aaron. I'm your game master for the evening. And uh, we have one more sandbox episode in us because we're adding Andrew to the game. And so tonight we will be helping Andrew decide on his character. But before we do that, I think it's important that Andrew establish his role-playing game street cred. So, Andrew, if that is, in fact, your real name, tell us a little bit about your uh, history in gaming. When did you first start playing the role-playing games? Uh, well, it, it is not, and I started back in the 80s with uh, the original Yellow Box Marvel the Role-Playing Game put up by TSR. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the older kids in my neighborhood had picked it up, and it was just the two of us. It wasn't anything like I would call role-playing these days, but when we played through that Secret Wars module, mm, it was good. <laughs> yeah, so, so you know that was that was your first dip in the pool. Would you would uh, you jump into after that? Uh, we did some Star Frontiers. We did a little DC Heroes. We did some uh, Dungeons and Dragons, of course. Uh, now, move- l- let me. I'm gonna stop you for a second. Star All Frontiers. Right. Yes, I played that. I had the game and I ran a few games of it. I found that game frustrating. I really like the world they portrayed, but I, I would say the rules were definitely a, a bit flawed, much like a lot of '80s role playing games. Well, and the thing that I disliked about it from the get go was that, you know, it didn't when you bought the box and on the box, you know, you had the picture of the the people shooting their their laser guns and the spaceship in the background. But there were no Mm -hmm. spaceship rules in the box that you bought. You know, the presumption was all that, you know, you rode on somebody else's ship. Well, they actually had a second box set called, I don't know, Knights of Dawn or something like that, that uh, maybe it was Space Ox. Anyway, that's what uh. That's where they added all these spaceship combat rules. In fact, they actually had rules for mass fleet battles. Oh, see, I never moved beyond that first box because I was so dissatisfied with it. Fair. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> I stuck with uh, I stuck with uh, Traveler after that. Ooh, you know, uh, we just played a Traveler campaign last uh, six months or so. Oh, did you? Good. Yeah. Now, which uh, rule set did you use? Uh, the new one, you know, Mongoose is uh, re-releasing them, so we broke that up. And so have you uh, so, played classic Traveler versus uh, the Mongoose rules? No, this is my first Traveler uh, experience. But you, but you can still die in character creation, so I think it keeps that flavor. <laughs> that's, an important, that's an important part to keep. So, you know, you went through Star Frontiers, you went to D&D. Tell us more. Did some Shadowrun, uh, did some Amber Diceless. Uh, I don't know, we just kind of tried a little bit of everything. Did some Burning Wheel later on more recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have we played recently? We've been doing some Shadowrun 3rd Edition right now. Uh, just bounced around here and there. Okay, and so you know, recently you're you're doing a little Shadowrun, doing a little uh, Burning Wheel. What'd you think of the Burning Wheel? Uh, I love the social combat mechanics in it. Uh, it has its flaws. I particularly don't like mass combat, but mm-hmm. uh, I very for, for the social dynamic rules by themselves and instincts and beliefs. I think it is a uh, is a great game. Cool. All right. So I I know that uh, you're a little involved in the whole Iron Tyrants uh, miniature war game. It is hot. It is hot. I know you're you're demoing uh, some at uh, Fear the Con. I know you've demoed elsewhere. And aren't you in fact on the creative team? <laughs> aren't you? Aren't you? Answer the question. I am. My name is actually on the uh, credits in the Iron Tyrants rulebook. If you don't have really? an Iron Tyrant. Maybe. And if you don't have an Iron Tyrant rule book to check, why don't you go to IronTyrants.com and order one? There you go. There you go. Nice product placement there. Can Thank I sell you. something, too? I want to sell something. What would you like to sell, Paul? And you, it can't be one of Wayne's kidneys. 
<laughs> I'll pass. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I think we've established that you've played a game or two. Just a little. Okay. So the way this goes, you tell us your, uh, your, your, you pitch us a character idea. We shit on it. And then we move to the next one. Did you, in fact, bring three character concepts to pitch to us? Uh, I did. In fact, if uh, I actually brought a couple in case I panic. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, do you have any questions of Andrew before we proceed? Tim? <laughs> Tim? What, what, uh, what, think, what makes you think you're qualified to be a, a member of the Knights of Ransboro? Oh, good question. That, that's, that's a very, very good question. I'm glad you asked it. Um, Wrong, sir. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hard worker. Uh, I'm very loyal, uh, very obsequious. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I can help carry heavy things. Uh, uh, I think that's about all I got. Let me point to the plate, sir. It's, it's Halloween. You're drunk. What's your costume? Uh, Silver Surfer. I've got a uh, 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 ironing board wrapped in aluminum foil. I've painted myself uh, uh, silver, and I'm wearing a silver speedo. Ah. Okay. Okay. Follow up question: (laughs) Stuff or not stuffed? (laughs) It feels like a trick question, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go with not stuffed. I think that's. I think that's. uh, I think that's the right answer. Okay. Did it disturb anybody that he's speaking in the present tense? My ironing board is wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> I am painted silver. <laughs> that hey, is how he podcasts, man. There's a reason the video camera is not on. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron I'm, I'm satisfied. We can continue the interview. Okay, Paul. Um, what's the strangest thing you've had in your ass? Good question. Another good question. Another Very good question. Uh, I'm gonna have to take the Fifth Amendment, Senator. Mm, has it been? It was it Annihilator's number one? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Aaron's. <sighs> Man, Aaron was pissed about that comic. <laughs> it was the 19-inch Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> well, Galactus needs something to read when he's in there. <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Jonathan. Jonathan. Paul. Paul stole my question. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, well, I think that on a tentative basis, we can credential him as a knight of Rainsboro. Whew. Do you, are, are we in agreement? West Coast. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can, can, I be a, uh, can I be a Great Lakes knight? Because <laughs> there's a Rainsboro there, too. Yeah. <laughs> you can be one of the Arizona knights of Rainsboro. Ah, oh, it's so hot. Yeah. yeah, not the good kind of. Hot. All you're wearing is a silver speedo, so you're good. <laughs> That's right. And you know, hey, just this, just this think that doesn't breathe, man. Well, but in that Arizona sun, you're going to reflect all that heat, or die, <laughs> or die. One or the other. Your choice. It's <laughs> all <laughs> so, up to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Andrew, we assume that you have listened to previous episodes of the Knights of Rainsboro. That is correct, sir. Okay. All right. There was a long silence there. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not convinced. <laughs> like, a quiz, well, quiz, quiz, zero quiz. issue. 
Tell me. Finish this sentence. City under a... City. Okay. All right. Asian... Uh, I'd say Asian little town. Uh, it's really not the answer I was. I've, I've got I've got one. Okay. All right, my uh, character concept is Ramiel Angel of Light. How did I come up with this concept? <laughs> you were in the shower jerking the one-eyed chicken. I'm sorry, I was in the shower masturbating. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get you on a technicality there. There were no chickens involved. <laughs> sorry, I thought that's what you used. I'm thinking of Paul. Yeah, no. <laughs> my bad. Dirty, dirty chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have we vetted him? Are we good? Okay. We'll see. Right. I think he's still got to wear the proby sash for a couple weeks, but I think he's good <laughs> to go. That's fair. Okay. All right. So, Andrew, you have listened to the scope and, yes, even the breadth. <laughs> Of the Knights of Rainsboro podcasts. You're familiar with the world. You're familiar with the other characters that are going to uh, uh, be joining you. Well, not in a biblical sense. I, I'm not. <laughs> Here the uh, not two more weeks, Aaron. Try, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So tell us, give us, if you will, your first character concept. Uh, very good. Uh, my first character concept is a uh, a native of Little Asian Town uh, named Kobayashi. Uh, he grew up kind of on the streets, uh, kind of got in trouble. He kind of dropped out of high school. He began working at a mechanic shop on on various cars, and very much got into drag racing. Uh, he in fact, has his own kitted out, souped up uh, racing car. Anyway. One day, on his uh, 21st birthday, he's out drinking, having shots, and uh, he may have blacked out or he may have had an actual spiritual experience where the the kami of Rainsboro comes to him, tells him the city's out of balance. It needs someone to restore balance to the city, that the evilness has grown too large. It's a cancer devouring the soul of his kami and bequeaths upon him uh, uh, special powers to help him fulfill this. And in fact, he even gets flashes of precognition showing him where he needs to be and uh, what uh, what he should be doing and helping with. Can I ask a clarifying question at this point? You may. Uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> did, did you say the kami? Yes, kami is a uh, yeah. It's a Shinto spirit. They're, they're, the kamis are these kind of. There can be ancestor kamis. There can be kamis of, of the forest of, of a wood of a city. Uh, they Dirty represent kamis. <laughs> I had this picture of Joseph Stalin walking to McDonald's. <laughs> okay, good to know. It's K-A-M-I. Gotcha. All right. It makes a lot more sense now. Okay. <laughs> uh, that, that's it. That's my first idea. What do you guys think? Well, I think it's something that everyone can relate to. I can't tell you how many times I've either blacked out or had a spiritual experience. Involving commies. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm having one what, right now. What, what, what is, what, what's, what's, your, what's your superpower? What does he do? Uh, so he's tough. He's strong. Uh, he's going to have some, some – and I haven't crunched any points, so I don't know if, if this is feasible or not with what we have. But what I was thinking about, he's a martial artist, uh, You know, super strong, super tough. Uh, he has precognition as an ability at some level, so he gets these flashes of insight from this mystical source. 
Uh, and you know, if I can fit in something like regeneration or invulnerability to make it a little bit tougher, then then more, yeah, you know, more is the better. So, <clears throat> so it, he, it's his. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, is his precognition like, like, you know, like he sees the future, or is it like a spider sense, or is it like Chuck? I have not watched Chuck, but it's not like it's not a, it's not a spider sense. It's a. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good. Uh, uh, example. I have to stop reading the chat box too because it distracts me. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a uh, oh my god. There's even a show that uses this in it uh, where the character has these flashes and, and they're like oh we got to go there now and protect Angel. Did you oh, guys watch Angel? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So your for... your your character would be like Cordelia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or Doyle, who lasted three episodes. I, I might go more with more of a Doyle uh, uh, feel, but, but that's why I went to vulnerability or regeneration, so that you know I don't go out like he does. Yeah. <laughs> so um, tell me a little bit about the characters, uh, uh, like family. What 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 kind what kind of uh, supporting cast does he have? Uh, sure. He's he's got a disapproving mother who thinks he's a a no good uh you know no good Nick who who dropped out of school and thinks he's just a thug and he's dishonoring the family name. His father died when he was young, twelve thirteen ish, who was killed in in some gang violence in a little Asian town. We went pay protection money to one of the local whatever we're gonna call them the triads the the Siopa gangs you know whatever. Uh, then of course he's got a girlfriend, obviously. And uh, then he's got the crew that he, uh, you know, works around the me- that hangs around the mechanic shop, and you know, uh, is part of his little collection of friends who all go out racing together. And you said he's twenty-one. That's when he had the vision. I expect this would happen sometime after it. So twenty-one, twenty-two, yeah. Okay. Because I don't, I don't see him as having been doing this, having had these abilities for very long when we start, uh, when we start the story. So, so he's like sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Not sixty-five. Um. So your. Uh... He was, you know, he dropped out of school, working in a mechanic shop. He has the vision. Describe the vision. What made, what, what about the vision, other than the fact that he has these precognitive abilities? But what about that vision made him a hero? Uh, I guess he had a bit of an epiphany. I mean, people, drunks talk about a moment of clarity. Uh, I guess this could be his, or, or you know, yeah, I guess ostensibly it's mystical too because he has these powers. But, uh, uh, where he realized that he was kind of wasting his time and that his uh, you know little Asian town was being run by nothing but hoods and gangs and and the common folk people like his mom who were good honest hardworking people were get, being taken advantage of. And so uh, these precognitive visions that that he has are they limited in time or I mean does he have a, a vision that's pretty much going to you know resolve itself in in a couple of days or does he have a vision that could be a year or the the time intervals uh, change how does that work? I had not thought about that. Uh, I, I'm open to to different ideas, and it, I expect I haven't read the rule book, but I'm guessing the precognition powers probably have some sort of uh, basis on that about how far you see in the future depending on the power level. Okay. There, there's no real rule book. We just wrote the rules on the back of a napkin. Oh, well, in that case, <laughs> uh, I I know all and see all. Excellent. <laughs> the, the, wait, that, the nap the napkin conflicts with that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how much did you fit on that napkin oh it's a big napkin 
<laughs> uh, qualifies under rule number two. Don't be a dick. That's what. It, oh, all right. That's, that's breaking the, that that's one the, right there. All right, so. that's fair. All right. Anything else you want to tell us about your Asian precog martial artist well, guy? Well, I have a question. Yes, sir. Like personality-wise, like what's he like? Uh, you know, when I create him, it's very much kind of a Vin Diesel, Fast and the Furious type type character, as far as his personality is concerned. A lot of one-liners, then. But hopefully, God willing, if I'm able to produce the material for him to say them, yeah. But Vin Diesel's a white guy. <laughs> no, sort <he's> of. not. <laughs> <laughs> part, part of him is. <laughs> so, like, if he stabs people and says, "Stick around," stuff like that. No, I'm not thinking that violent, but... <laughs> yeah, so what is his violence tendency? Is he coyote violent, or is he like... Yes! <laughs> no, he's... he's now, think carefully a... when answering his questions, because <laughs> one of mine is a vote, okay? I'm just letting you know. <laughs> he is not as... So, I mean, he's a violent guy in the fact that he's in there brawling with people and smashing noses and breaking arms. He would not say, shoot someone because they're possessed. Weak. he would try to disable them and uh you know because what's the point of hurting the people he's trying to protect but just because they're mind controlled or possessed or whatever so he's a martial artist guy does he use any of the weapons that come along with with the martial arts you know you know nunchucks or anything like that i was thinking he would maybe you know bow staff is always a decent one i don't know if he would really think bladed but yeah exactly donatello was my favorite uh turtle there we go. Anything a Ninja Turtle uses is okay with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just tickled me, Paul. Uh, you guys have any other questions concerning the Asian precog martial artist Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle approved guy? <laughs> can, we just, can, can we just make him a Ninja Turtle? <laughs> yes, I'm cool with that. Y- y'all just want to accept him as the Ninja Turtle? <laughs> I live in the sewers by day with a rat. Yeah. (laughs) Hangs out with the KOR at night. (laughs) It's just me and that that luchador guy, the zombie-like guy. What was his name, Paul? The Skull. It's just me and the Skull hanging in the sewers all day playing cards. (laughs) The Skull likes to travel, so you're going to have to be in different sewers from different cities. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I... I, how attached are you, the name, are, are you to the name Kobayashi, Andrew? Because all I'm I can not. think of is the dude that eats all the hot yes. dogs and wins all well, the Well, you games. know what? When I tell you my next character idea, you will know exactly why I named Kobayashi. And it has exactly to do with that guy who eats all the hot dogs. <laughs> but no, I'm, I, to answer your question, I am not that attached to the name Kobayashi. I can definitely change it around. I have no idea what his, uh, what his hero name would be. So what, was Kobayashi his superhero name or his real man name? It was supposed to be his real man name. Okay. Does he his, have a superhero his, name or is that pending? I'm pen, pending. Pending licensor approval? Exactly. Gotcha. All right, Andrew, hit us with number two. All right. Number two is a mild manner, middle aged uh, professor of particle physics at the local college. You know, standard trope, super science accident, and he becomes the photon with super speed. And to get to where I was going with, with the Kobayashi thing, I was thinking, well, you know, he, he's got this accelerated metabolism. He's probably eating all the time. I thought a good hobby for him would be to go to all these local eating, all-you-can-eat contests to load up on carbs. So that, of course, made me think of Kobayashi. It all fits together. <laughs> no, it's no, like the Da Vinci no, Code. <laughs> <laughs> the Donatello Code. 
So, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't have a lot about him. I've got, a, I've got his name. I've got a superhero name. I've got a power. Uh, so the, the photon is super, super fast. Yeah, he's a speedster. Just call him the Phaeton. Photon. So, do you have any, anything on his background, like you know, uh, was he a tenured professor? Uh, let's say yes. Okay. Uh, so you know, he's a little bit older of a guy. Uh, like I said, maybe in his his late thirties, early forties. He's going to be be smart, uh, very very smart. So he's going to be you know going to take that scholar skill. So he's going to be an expert in his field of of particle physics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't I know. We've already got somebody smart. Who would that be? I think uh, much like was... much like uh, <laughs> much like Justice League Unlimited, we don't need two stretchy guys. We don't need two smart guys. <laughs> Paul, Paul's character is pretty smart. Yeah, I think uh, Paul isn't your character supposed to be a genius. True, true, and uh, not to step on any toes, and maybe just because I like the first idea better so far. But we, we, kind of have, we have the speed through thing, or you know, like she's—I know she's not; she's a teleporter, but she's very speedster-esque. But also, Wayne's character is also very fast. What does he do? What is Wayne's? Oh, he's speedball. He, he does like he, the, he, yeah. speedball. He's Spider-Man. <laughs> I know he absorbs all this energy and makes him more powerful, but I didn't realize he was actually like physically fast. Well, faster, but not like super speed. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want us to. to so you'll be okay. This is not the part of the show where we crap all over his idea. Wait, dude. Uh, <laughs> sorry. We get all the ideas established and then we crush him. That's how okay. it works. Okay. So we'll, we'll 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 come back to why this was the worst idea you've ever had, Andrew. Okay. Fair. We're gonna come okay. back. Oh no, it's a great idea. Great idea, Andrew. I love that idea. I'm gonna pencil it in on my outline here. Hold on. Get crapped on. <laughs> All right, it's on there. Excellent. So um, let's see. He's uh, let's just move on past that one. Dude's in his forties. Yes. Right? He's tenured professor. Um. Is he respected in his field, or is he a crackpot? Uh, he is he is seen as kind of a, a crazed genius, so people very much respect him. I mean, he's proven scientifically that he knows what he's talking about, so they, they don't dismiss him as a crackpot. But he's not seen as, even before the uh, accident, he wasn't seen as the most stable person. Yeah. Married? Divorced. Kids? Uh, she got the, had two, she got him the divorce. She got the kids. They do seem as even as Pierre see him as crazed. His friends like, yeah, that guy's a little unstable, but brilliant. Does he have a personal life, or is everything his his craft? Well, I mean, now he's got all the eating competition, so he's starting to make friends, branch out. You know, he got interviewed by ESPN eight the Ocho the other day after he won a local you know all you can eat hot dog competition. <laughs> Ocho, nice. <laughs> So he's got the eating competition thing working for him. Uh, got a lady friend? Uh, no, he he not not so much. Ever since the divorce, he has he has not been out uh, on the prowl or, or looking. He's been somewhat wrapped up. Really, honestly, to put it this way, he was a bit traumatized by the, the wife leaving with the two kids, and and he has no desire to kind of reopen himself to that type of pain and anguish again. Why'd so she leave he, him? Yeah, because he hangs uh, out at playgrounds during the day. <laughs> No, that's echoes. That's echoes. Uh, she left him because he, he he did. He was too wrapped up in his work. He did spend too much time there. He, 
especially, you know, it wasn't such a big problem until the kids came. And then, you know, the second kid came and uh, she wanted more time from him to be there to help raise the family and be the father and whatnot. And he wasn't willing to give it to her. Is he impotent? <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, he, he was traumatized by the divorce. Is that because he, he just didn't see it coming? Was right. He, okay. So like, so wrapped up in his work that he didn't understand, you know, that she needed yeah. more time. Right. Okay. Exactly. He, he, she was talking to him. He was not understanding. Okay. And so, uh, how recent was the divorce? It's a very good question. Let's say, does, does his, does his wife, uh, already have a new lover much younger and hotter and sexier than he is? I figured she'd move to a different town within the same state, and that that's something you'd probably find out down the road as a uh, kind of story point. Okay. Is her new boyfriend very similar to the guy that Diane Lane's fucking and unfaithful? I have not <laughs> seen that. That's, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I picture for this chick. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> An awesome reference. Agreed. He is. I'm telling you he is. <laughs> so how, how recent was the divorce? About two years ago. Two years. Does he get visitation? Yes, holidays. And a week over the summer. How old are his kids? I'm going to say four and two. Wow. He had them late in life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was not what you call a smooth, suave uh, guy. I mean, he was a nerdy, brainiac, slightly unstable scientist who spent a lot of time in the lab. So he was not out there in high school dating the girls. He was getting wedgies uh, and swirlies in the, the locker room. <laughs> Does he pay alimony? Well, yeah. And I mean, this is this is this is this is a superhero role playing game. This isn't a fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he pays alimony. Tell me about his financial situation. He does okay. I mean, he does have to pay out a good bit of alimony, but uh, he's not he's not hurting with the amount of money he's brought in through patents and whatnot. He's not rich, but he can subsist at a comfortable level. Okay. You know, for as smart as this guy is, you'd think he would have drew up a prenup. <laughs> Again, not that good with the ladies. <laughs> it's more of a, what? You want to, what? What? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get married. Let's go. Now now his old lady and Juan are living it up on his dime. More that, or less, yeah. That delicious, delicious Juan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Juan Valdez, right? That's right. <laughs> she likes all that coffee. Um, <laughs> who doesn't? So he works late at night. Doesn't come home. Who notices that he's not coming home? When this is when he's still still with her, right? No, no, not now. Who notices if if he doesn't come home tonight? Is there anybody who notices? Neighbor, friend? Does he have a cat? Yeah, let's say he's got a neighbor who uh. You know, who's lived next to him. I mean, he still lives in the same house he did before they got divorced. So let's say he's got a, a neighbor uh, who lives next to him who kind of uh, knows what he's been through and kind of saw it all happen and maybe even trying to warn him about it before, you know, uh, that, that she was going to leave him. And he kind of keeps an eye out on him. Okay. Your neighbor's uh, name Flanders? It, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. How, how did you know? <laughs> your, na- your neighbor's a dude. It should be a chick. Hi, Billy. you know, actually, that is better story point. And then, and I... then, and then you two flirt until the show's about to be canceled. And then you guys can finally get together. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing that down. <laughs> so the neighbor's name is Flanderina. 
Okay. <laughs> I can buy that. No, I mean, it's mod. It's mod Flanders. She's dead. Oh, yeah. Stay in continuity, Andrew. <laughs> Stupid monster truck. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it was a race car. Stupid race car. <laughs> you guys have any additional questions concerning the Photon? Well, let's say the Photon has a somewhat relationship with a traveling uh, Christian music guitar player, and when she comes through town, they have coffee. I like it. Yeah, I, I like my that. My eyes too. are bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> No other, no additional questions regarding the photon. No cat. Did we scrap the cat? <laughs> I, I think, I think we've got his domestic life down pat. <laughs> <laughs> How about a pet rock? There we go. We're way more excited about the not superhero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, but I, I like him, and I don't know why. <laughs> no, he's it's not. Just divorced. He's NPC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your third choice. All right. My third choice is a uh, uh, brilliant, not brilliant, not brilliant. He's not brilliant. I'm I'm detecting a theme here. He's not brilliant. (laughs) A slightly above average intelligence uh, young man who uh, was going to medical school there in Rainsboro. When uh, one night when he was out walking, a uh, hail of gunfire from a uh, uh, drive-by shooting one of the bullets just popped right through his head. Uh, he went down, uh, they rushed to the local you know, general hospital. He was on life support. He was in a coma for a couple weeks. They didn't think he was going to survive. At one point, they were talking to his family about withdrawing, withdrawing support. Uh, but then, you know, suddenly wakes up and miraculously doesn't seem to have any uh, brain damage as far as the doctors can tell. He seems functional. He can, you know, he re- with some physical therapy, regains his uh, motor skills. Um. And in fact, after, you know, he takes a semester off and goes back to school. When he gets back, you know, everybody who, who knew him from before, you know, agrees that he seems very distracted and, and irritable, but they just put that down to what he's been through and the injuries he sustained. Uh, in reality, he being shot in the head has somehow awakened some sort of psychic potential in him. And he has tel- telepathy, but it's, it's very imperfect. And he gets a lot of bleed over from people who are nearby and he can't keep their voices out. So being around people for him is actually very uh, – the more people – being in large crowds is very unpleasant for him. He can stand being around a couple. Uh, he's gotten to the point where he can kind of block them out. But you know, this guy never goes to the, the opera. He never goes to a basketball game. So when he got out of med school, uh, it seemed the best place for him to find solace from all this was to go work as a medical examiner down in the morgue. And uh, down there, you know, not a whole lot of people come down there. A couple guys come down to deliver bodies. There's a couple couple people come and work with them. There's a couple other uh, uh, medical examiners that he shares duties with, some morgue techs. But there's never really big crowds down in the morgue. There's not really big crowds of alive people down in the morgue, I should say. So uh, in addition to this telepathy that he's, that he's picked up, he's also picked up this power of postcognition where he can handle something and get flashes of what it most recently saw or, or experienced before, uh, before it got to him. So as he's using this, uh, as he's seeing bodies, he sees all these things of how they've died. And, it, and kind of along as he kind of grows and starts to understand what his powers are more, he also learns he can project these uh, psychic blasts. So one day a cadaver comes across his table. Uh, it's been mor- murdered uh, in a very gruesome f- uh, fashion, violated, abused. And he decides that he, he just has to do something about it. And he, when he's doing the, the autopsy on her, he can very clearly see the face of the person and where they were at. 
So uh, he mounts up. He kind of throws on on some 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 dark clothes. Throws on a ski mask. Goes and finds this guy and, and uh, uh, doesn't kill him, but but you know disables him and leaves him with a uh, then calls nine one one. Tells the police where to find him and plants some incriminating evidence on him to link him to the murder. What do you think? I like this one. Uh, I think we've got you know a priest. A uh, scientist, a uh, comedian, and a drunk. I think this guy, uh, a doctor, fits in very well. <laughs> well I have all avenues covered. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I missed it, but does he? He doesn't have a superhero name. Yeah, I've, I've played around with some ideas, but I don't like any of them yet. So. Uh... Uh, the things I found are not, are not not satisfactory, so I'm I'm still mulling that around the back of my head. I came with like well, slap nuts. Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really feel it's capturing his essence. I was kind of thinking like midnight. Uh... The mortician. <laughs> well, well, no, that sounds point. like a villain. He got <laughs> <up> the skull. Kind <laughs> of sewer with Donatello. <laughs> Donatello, the, the the skull, and the mortician are all walking to a bar. You know, if we get one more guy, they've got a they've got a, enough people to play bridge. <laughs> that's that's the that's the tragedy of it. They never have another guy. <laughs> so, uh, Andrew, enumerate his powers for me again. All right, and I think I think I lost one. So he's got some some telepathy, but it's very limited and is imperfect. It's not very great. He has postcognition, where he sees these flashes after handling uh, objects. Uh, as such, he often wears gloves uh, when he's doing things, whether it be medical gloves or leather gloves or whatnot. Sure. To avoid getting these flashes when he doesn't want them. He's got a mental blast, psychic blast, if you will, and then he has the ability to generate darkness that he can see through and other people cannot. Well, that's convenient. That's well, I like it. Well, that's you, just should call it, you should call him the squid. Because he, <laughs> he can ink all over the place. <laughs> oh, no! Than... It's the squid! <laughs> and he's got the gloves, too, man. Like it's, They're squid-like. I like it better than Midnight's. I'm writing down the squid. I like come with something I like, better. I don't like as much as Slap Nuts, though. What, what about Inky Pete? Inky Pete? Inky Pete. <laughs> Ooh, what about the necrophile? <laughs> How about just necro? Necro's not bad. No, he hangs or... out in the sewer with the other guys. Uh, necro, stop, necro, stop. necro, the Avenger of the Dead. You know, Inky Pete sounds like Jonathan's black hanky that he uses to come up with his ideas. <laughs> the sticky, sticky Pete. <laughs> Oh, you don't <laughs> catch his ideas. Yeah, that's much better. <laughs> what about Stiff Talker? Uh, <laughs> how, about, how about Ghost Whisperer? No, wait, that's taken. <laughs> Stiff Talker. Well, you know what? No, actually, I had a fourth idea. It was for a superhero named Tiger's Blood. You see, he's descended, no, no, no. From, like, we like no, he's descended from this Greek <laughs> Adonis guy. Uh, he calls himself Tiger's Blood. In fact, he drinks Tiger's Blood. He, he's like this rock star from Mars. You know the shit's not going to come out for like eight weeks, right? Charlie Sheen jokes are so eight weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, winning. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> OK, 
Okay, so you've got your uh, post-cognitive medical examiner. Psychic medical examiner. Psychic. I'm sorry. I look at the check that card. Psychic (laughs) medical examiner. (laughs) Indeed. So you know he 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 has his flash of you know hey I I saw the guy who who killed the person. At what point does he decide to branch out from you know doing this when the odd corpse crosses his path to you know suiting up and become a superhero? Uh, I, I would guess, and, and you know, I'm open to ideas here, but I would think that he probably got quite a rush and a thrill off of it. Um, you know, he, he has to isolate himself from, from large groups of people. You know, his Xbox gets a lot of use. He sees a lot of dead bodies. So being out there living a superhero story uh, that he may have read might make him feel more like a person, make him feel more like the person, a real person ever since uh, that he hasn't felt like since he had his accident. Okay. Ooh, ooh, Dr. Necro. Oh, what, what about what about dead man talking? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Aaron, derailed. Go ahead. Does, does, does he have like a like a like a serious depression because he can't shut off the voices? It's more anxiety than depression. It doesn't necessarily make him sad. Uh, it, it it makes him more uh, uh, irritable and, and anxious when he's around a lot of people. And I guess that makes him a little bit sad because he can't do all these normal activities. Like, you know, everybody's like, oh, we're going to the game tonight. You want to come have some beer? And he's like, eh, I'm going to be home alone. Thanks. But is there a way for him to calm those voices? You know, is there some type of pill or something? Perhaps of... gold-based technology. <laughs> yes, perhaps. Gold, uh, what's his face? Uh, Joseph Reck gives a golden pill. You know, he hasn't. He hasn't wandered by a wreck industries to inquire yet, but you, you never know what might happen. Gold-based technology it. powers go. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I mean, if they Aaron's, can keep air triggers. Been, from... Aaron's been selling that line for three fuck months, guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> any, any longer, you'd have to name it. <laughs> God damn. So. Okay, so you know he, he he gets a rush. He decides to suit up. He decides to go out and and do his thing. Um, you said he's got some basic telepathic abilities. Um, he's certainly you've described him receiving information. Can he transmit? Can yes. He put his thought into somebody else's head. He can, but he he doesn't at this point uh, want to advertise the fact that he's telepathic. He, he's trying to keep it to himself. So, so, so uh, that's uh, not one of the things he would share with his uh, newfound friends on the Knights of Rainsboro. Probably not until uh, uh, they became closer and bonded somewhat. Okay, and so if he can put his thoughts into somebody else's head in a communicative fashion. Can he manipulate the thoughts of others? Could he convince someone, say, a teenager? No, we're not even going there. <laughs> <laughs> right Could he convince, say, a teammate that his position is the correct one? <laughs> I think he'd rely on his persuasion skill for that. It's inception, inception skills. <laughs> no, I, I don't see him as being able to, uh, uh, sh- you know, shape people. He's not like Jean Grey. He's not a he's not a you know, world class telepath um, at this point, at, at any rate. But perhaps he could influence. Uh, perhaps. I'm not trying to force something on you. I'm just asking questions. 
Yeah, I think it might be something for him to find out as as the story goes along. Uh, I don't think he'd want to start with that, but as as he kind of grows into his powers and experiments with them more, it might be, be something he discovers about himself that he didn't didn't know at the point. Okay. So he's open to experimentation, so he might discover, you know, that he's got the ability to influence others or that he enjoys the tender touch of another man. Exactly. Uh, much like some of my other characters. That's right. Indeed. Other Can characters. I ask a serious question? Sure. <laughs> As if none of this was serious? <laughs> yeah. Serious shit. Come can on. I, <laughs> can I ask an important question, Aaron? Sure. So currently his costume, you said, involved like a ski mask. Does he have like a real costume now? Or yeah, at, at this point he would have come up with his own costume. But yeah, like the first night he was he was sporting the Archer tactical turtleneck and ski mask combo. Would it come with like a his new costume? Could have like a hat of some kind, like a like a top hat, not a top hat, but not know, a top like hat. A, no, yeah. oh bowler hat. <laughs> not not a bowler hat. <laughs> but I, I definitely see some sort of hat, like a ball cap. I'm thinking like the 50s, you know, uh, was it was they called slouch hats? Is that what they were called? What about fedora? Yeah, that I think that's it. I think that's exactly what I'm thinking of a Ford fedora. Yes, I could totally see him a fedora. Cool, that works for me. A small fedora. <laughs> Is that all you needed to convince you? Like <laughs> I'm on the fence about this character. Is he wearing some kind of hat? <laughs> Jaunty hat. <laughs> and he's, oh, yeah, it's like that. It's like that little bitty sock hat that Adebisi wore in Oz, and it just kind of off the side of his head. <laughs> he's, he's got a black scarf that he wears, you know, quite jauntily as well. So, <laughs> oh, black scarf. I'm, I'm sold. I'm still good. Uh, Paul, you're such a whore. He really is. <laughs> he's a fashion whore. <laughs> Marvelous. Okay, so you said before that uh, friends and family were concerned that were you know were, were ready to say goodbye to him. So he's got a supporting cast. Tell me about that. He does. He has a pair of parents. Uh, you know, upper middle class types. How old uh, is your who, character? Uh, let's see. Let me think about this. Residency uh, twenty eight. Okay. And he's got. I might. Re- yeah, I might revise that by a year or two. Either way, once I think about it a little bit more. But. Okay. And is he close with his parents? Well, yeah, yeah. He 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 was very growing up. He was very close to his parents, and and was even a bit of a mama's boy, you could say. Uh, ever since his accident, he has not been as close to him as he was, but he still loves them and still sees them and still has dinner with them once a week. But you know, his, his whole demeanor somewhat changed, and he's he's very irritable. Like he refuses well, yeah, to go out. He can, he, re- he can hear their thoughts. They're like, "Our son is such a disappointment." He's like, "Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming here and eating dinner with these people. They hate me." Yeah, his mom's like, so honey, are you dating anybody? He's like, no. And her voice is like, ah, I wonder if he's gay. He likes it in the pooper. (laughs) Well, you know, they'll invite him out to eat dinner at a fancy restaurant. He'll he'll refuse because he doesn't want to go out in big public areas. So if you can avoid it. So um, tell me about his friends. So he's got a few friends from medical school that are still in the the greater Rainsboro area uh, that he sees on and off, but kind of the same situation as with his uh, his parents. They're a bit estranged because you know they'd be like, "Hey, let's go to the basketball game." He's like, "No, nah, I'm not going to go." So yeah. are are all of his relationships like that, or or is there somebody out there with whom he can find some sort of dude of calm? With? This this guy has got to be gay. Because if he can read the thoughts of a woman, he could never have a relationship with one. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a, a chocolate lab. Uh, 
that 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 you know he can't read the minds of animals. So ah okay. He, oh, he's got, a, he's got a dog. Uh, that that you know he takes a lot of solace and comfort at this point. And his dog's name? Uh, not sure. I'm thinking Toby Maguire should be his dog's name. <laughs> how, about just, oh, how about just Toby? <laughs> I could go with Toby. Yeah, but that's too generic. You gotta throw the Maguire on there. No, because then people are gonna make and show me the money jokes to him all the time. Come on. <laughs> Is there a problem? <laughs> <laughs> For this guy, yeah. Because <laughs> even if they don't make the joke out loud, he'll hear it in his head when they think it. Anything else you want to tell me about uh, your uh, post-cog medical examiner telepathic post-coital guy? Post-coital? <laughs> Why did Aaron say post-coital? Because <laughs> he's the necrophile. Didn't, didn't you say that he's post-coital? Post-cognitive. Post-cognitive. <laughs> I, 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 what did I say? Post coital. No, no. You As in being re- right after sex. <laughs> I blacked out for a sec. I don't know what the hell he said. Aaron. Yeah, clearly not what Aaron said. The audio. <laughs> no, wait. Aaron edits the audio. Son of a. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do you guys have any additional questions for Andrew concerning uh, uh, the necropath? Anyone? That's Dr. Necropath. Dr. Necropath. He's got yeah, a doctor in his name. He has a hat. He is a doctor. I didn't He's go to a... necropathy school to years <laughs> <laughs> not to be called Doctor Necropath. <laughs> nice. I've got my doctorate in necropathy. <laughs> I like it. All right. So we have three characters. No, four. You're forget. You're forgetting Tiger's blood. Yes, yes, I am. Um, <laughs> so we have three characters. Is there anything you want to add about any of these characters, Andrew, before we, we put them up for a vote? Uh, don't hate the photon because he's smart. <laughs> okay, so we have oh, promises. <laughs> the, the Asian precognitive martial artist who's really good at math. We have the particle physics, the photon, who's super brilliant. And good at math. And good at math. And then we have the post-cog necrophiliac <laughs> detective, um, who is also apparently good at math. Wait, did you say necrophiliac? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> What's wrong with you, Andrew? Yeah. What's that? Post-coital must, necrophilia. It's like you've got one thing on your mind, Andrew. Must be, must be something wrong with my headphones. Must be. Yeah. So, Tim, of the three, what are your thoughts? Actually, I, I, let's go. Let's uh, talk about uh, Asian precog guy. What do you think about him, Tim? I, I like him, but I'd almost like to give him like photons background. Like I want, I want an Asian chop shop guy whose wife left him. And he's kind of tore up about it, but he throws himself into his work at the at the garage and kicking people's ass. I, I'm sorry, I'm cherry picking, but that that's what I thought of. Okay. And how's about uh, the photon? I I think he's 
kind of fitting. He's he's kind of not going to mesh well because we already have. He's going to stomp all over Paul's nuts. So. <laughs> well, kinda, technically, I'm playing a woman. So kick her all in the right. box. He's going to step all over Paul's ovaries, whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Gonna kick <laughs> her in the Put your panties in a bunch, Paul. We got to have verbiage right. <laughs> and then your thoughts on the post-cog detective? I don't want anybody in my head. So that guy, once he said that, he was. I stopped listening. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, oh, he can read my mind. He's out. <laughs> so, so you're not endorsing any of the three? Uh, I like the Asian guy if we change his background a little. But, I mean, give, as given to me, I, uh-huh. I would choose the Asian martial arts guy. Who doesn't really have a name, but we have to not name him after the guy that eats hot dogs. And I, Andrew is already amenable to that, so I think yeah, we're good. no, that's, that's fine. Well, let's just call him Kobayashi for now, and I'll, I'll figure something out before uh, we get to the next thing, if if that's who we go with. All right, I'll go with Kobayashi. Paul, what do you think okay. of Kobayashi? I, I like Vin Diesel Donatello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I do like Vin Diesel Donatello very much. Uh, I like the idea. In fact, I got to say, I like some of the tweaks that that Tim threw into his origin. Um, but I, I like the character. I like, you know, I, I like that he's he's street level, like he's strong, but he's street level. Like mm-hmm. he he's kind of you know because we've got the strong characters, um, you know, but he you know, uh, and we have some street level characters, and like he's he seems like kind of a middle power set there. Okay. Well, and it, it's not hard to go from having a disappointed mother because you're a gang-banging hood to having a disappointed wife who's left because you're a gang-banging hood. <laughs> and, uh, Paul, what did you think of the Photon? I did like the Photon, but I got to, you know, I, I got to, I'm not trying to be mean, but I do have to side with him that I think it might be a little redundant with some of the characters that we've already established. Okay. And what about uh, the post-coitus necrophiliac? <laughs> Oh, I know you did that time, man. <laughs> you know, I, I like I, – I got to say, out of all three, um, I actually like that one the most. And yeah. I, I think, you know, because he has a hat. No, I, I think <laughs> – you know, we have – so we've got all, you know, all kinds – I'm trying to think of what we have in the team, right? And, you know, we we've got – you know, we've got the young girl, you know. Tim's character, you know, as the coyote, he's he, he kind of brings that diesel buffness type character to the team. You know, we've got Romuel, who's like the angel Thor level type character. Maybe not that, you know, maybe not that strong, but, you know, still, you know, like the ethereal type character. <clears throat> and then we've got Speedball, you know, who's like who's like the young, you know, hip type guy. And, you know, we we need kind of the, the creepy guy. You know, we, we need kind of the darker character. And his I name really Doctor isn't Man. Speedball, is it? No. <laughs> it's um Spiderball. Spiderball hey, Shay. <laughs> Andrew, what's his name? You listen to the show. <laughs> it's, it's Ricochet. <laughs> what is it? Ricochet, Ricochet. <laughs> Romeo Coyote and Hair Trigger, man. Come on. Wayne is screaming at his, at his mic set right now. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Spider-Man! <laughs> so I gotta say, I think uh, Necropath or Dr. Necro or whatever, I, I like that character. And I, you know, I, I, I maybe just because I like that, 
that type of character and the visual appearance. And I think he is different enough from all of the other characters we have. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he, he, he didn't get his power from communism. True. That's true. Well, that's a strike against that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Tim did want to run the red sun setting, so. Amen. That's right. So, Jonathan? Yes? What did you think of the Asian precog guy who's really good at math? Look, I don't don't think third time's a charm. There's been two Asian guys pitched. Neither one has made the cut. I think this guy is going to follow suit. Okay. (laughs) So because if Tim and I can't have our Asian people, you can't have yours. <laughs> I don't want dead Necro touch boy though, Jonathan. So hey, hey Tim, how about if Doctor Necro wears a luchador mask? No, oh. <laughs> he still sees in my well, brain. Well, but think about it. Okay, and I'm not trying to convince Tim one way or the other, but You're he not. doesn't know he has that inception <laughs> skill at this point. You know, he it's. And nor would he use it. In fact, we could make sure that we put some type of gold-based technology that prevents him from accepting our minds. Well, let's let Jonathan vote, and then we'll then we'll talk about potential retcons to deal with the <laughs> Jonathan. Yes. What did you think of the photon? Uh, I think that. If we just ran a game based around his family life, it would be very interesting. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he's just a speedster. Like I said, and like it's been echoed, it, you know, some of his qualities are redundant. The, the one thing – that's why we all hopped on the divorce thing because he was the only one of us just like, yeah, I'm divorced. We're like, really? That's super interesting. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if he's talking about being smart, it's like, yeah, we were, we see that every day. Okay. So it sounds like perhaps you're going to throw your vote at the necrophiliac post-coitus guy. Dr. Necropath? Fuck yeah. yeah. That dude's awesome. <laughs> like that, like I, I was, I was like, I was like, hmm, that's a good idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about it with or without the hat. As long as the the gloves are on. What what, what do I got to roll to put a a tomahawk in Dr. Necropath's face? Because I'll get the dice out right now. See, and and, you know, it's it's too bad because if if he was playing the martial artist, he'd have seen it coming. There you go. That's true. (laughs) But now, yeah, I I also like the uh, I like the postcog as opposed to the precog. Well, and, you know, the thing about being the postcog is that he can, you know, grab the, the handle on the tomahawk after it's landed in his skull. And go, oh, <laughs> the coyote threw this at me. <laughs> it makes you feel better. I'll sign his chest, too. I don't... I'll give you a Sharpie. Well. Here's the coyote. So uh, I, I, right, I want to know why. And and uh, Tiger's blood sucks. Anyway, Tim, <laughs> I, I want to know why you're why you're against uh, Doctor Necropath. It it goes back to my deep rooted hatred of second, third edition psionics and all mind powers, basically. In D and D, his stuff. In D and D, in any game I've ever played, huh. but in D and D specifically. No, like it's. I mean, this dude seems very street level, uh, and he seems he seems like he's going to be more useful in the investigating sort of sense than in the other stuff. 
which I think is cool. It's a cool character. Yeah, I was shooting definitely with the whole post cognition thing and, and the the limited tele, tele crap telepathy to be more of kind of investigator. I was going to take some of that clue analysis type uh, skill from from the game to go along with it. Now, Jonathan, and, Jonathan, you have a very good point, but that makes Aaron's life easier, and I think that sucks as a joke. <laughs> no, no, I mean, all right, a- Andrew. Uh, you yes. Know, You've listened to the episode where we talk about uh, – the very first episode, we talk about things that can go wrong with superhero games. Yes. Uh, you know, and uh, some of the most broken characters I've seen have things revolving around mind powers. I'm sure that's what Tim is referring to as well, even though he, he never got to see the, the, pow- the power – the terrible power that was uh, Mr. Multi Mindfuck. But uh, I think with great power <laughs> – <laughs> some great <laughs> responsibility. Uh, and are you the type of player that's going to be responsible with uh, sort of telepathy and things like that? That sort of uh, scope? Or do you need to just be like a super strong dude who's dumb and can't do things like that, can't exploit the game? Well, you know, uh, I, I like to think I am. Uh, and, and in fact, the reason I gave him this kind of limitation to it was to, to kind of underscore that his telepathy is as much a hindrance and is actually, in fact, ruining his life as as it, much as it helps him as be a superhero. Yeah, but power gamers don't care what the power does to their life as long as they can win the fight. My charisma's awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I don't – so – the kind of the way using uh, I don't actually expect to use telepathy in a, a combat sense. That's why I took the psychic blast ability, which is you know just the same mechanics as say a blast of flame or the coyote's mystic blast. The, the mechanics behind the blast are the exact same. It's not like I'm I'm turning his brain inside out. Uh, but the telepathy was just mainly there to kind of a low level uh, detective type path. Or at least that's what he'd have you believe as he's manipulating your mind all at the same time, <laughs> yeah, turning it to jello. Yeah. I, I, I'm obviously an inveterate liar, so <laughs> you can't trust me. So, Aaron, Aaron, you didn't like give your opinions. Yeah, who do you like best, Aaron? Yeah. Well, uh, I like the Asian martial artist. Um, I, I was already jotting down some. Have. Uh, that's true. That's true. Um. I, uh, I I thought that that uh, he had kind of a nice little uh, origin there with the epiphany, and I, I thought there'd be some things that uh, that uh, would roll out rather organically in the setting with that. Um, I share everybody else's opinion concerning Photon. Um, Got it. I'm just going to cross him right yeah. off right now. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I did like his backstory. You know, while the while the 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 brilliance of the character and the super speed of the character and whatnot the, there seemed to be a little bit of a redundancy on on the the powers and the skills I really did enjoy the the backstory that you had created I mean Jonathan's absolutely right you know ooh you're divorced uh, nobody else is divorced so that that could be interesting and as yeah, a could Dr Necropath be divorced like maybe he got divorced because he you know read his mind's wife. It's already started, Garrett. Can you see it? Andrew's in Jonathan's brain. Or, yeah, the post cognition, you know, you come home and you touch your bed and, you know. Oh, and you (laughs) Yes, I love that. That is really cool, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. But I I really, really like uh, 
who we are, are apparently calling the necropath, and I actually kind of like that name. Um, <laughs> doctor. 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 Necropath. <laughs> um, I, I I like everything about him. I, I think that he's interesting. I think there's a lot to play with there. I like how conflicted he is. And I like that you're going to be able to get into the coyote's mind and make him do shit. <laughs> you're not helping, Aaron. You're not helping. <laughs> so uh, let, let me ask you, let me ask you this, Tim. If, uh, if the coyote becomes possessed <laughs> by Dr. Necropath, does he slit his throat? <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this I'm gonna say this right now. You only get one shot, son. And, and after that, it's over. So I see in our team. I see there's some serious trust issues between Doctor Necropath and the Coyote from the beginning. But that oh, yeah. I mean, if if you guys are willing to play that, that could be interesting as long as it didn't, you know, uh, get eye hand. Yeah. I, I uh, taking characters out of it, and Andrew, I would have said the same thing to Paul if Paul's like, "I want to be Jean Grey." Blah 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 blah. Paul always I, wants to be Jean Grey. He went as Jean Grey at Halloween, for Christ's sake. I know, I and he, he pulled it off pretty well. Um, but, it didn't happen. <laughs> I need somebody to go with this chicken costume. I need somebody with this chicken costume picture I have on my computer. <laughs> I want Paul dressed up as Jean Grey. <laughs> I have serious thing. issues with psionics, though. I really do, and that that's that's on me. So I I'll try to get over it, but well, I mean, is the issue how it's going to play with player versus non-player character, or is it a concern that it might be used against a fellow player? No, I don't think Andrew would use it against a fellow player. I just no. know that it, it's going to be because it's in me as a character. Mm-hmm. If if I knew that, we would have issues. So if it never comes up, then that's fine, and I never know. But I, yeah. Now, when you say you're going to have issues, it's it'd be a character versus character issue, not a player versus player issue. It would depend on the situation. Oh, uh, yeah, it would be a character versus character thing. Andrew and I are fine. I don't have a problem. <laughs> it depends on the situation. You know? It might be my character. It right. It might really be me. It depends if I'm using Andrew's actual name or not. Yeah. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm yelling at him. <laughs> Andrew, fuck. Andrew, I mean Dr. Necropath. Screw you. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I don't know if if having uh, that's a good way to get off though. I mean, I don't mind playing strong Asian guy. I mean, no, fast well, fast five comes out what in a month. Eh, we're not done talking about uh, we're not done talking about your post coitus uh, necrophilia. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. All right, the the concept behind that dude, like he could he could use a little tweaks, you know, as far as like he needs to get divorced, but <laughs> he, you know it. I, I think that was definitely the most solid concept. And like I said, if, it, if we were covering all areas, we're having, having a mortician on our roster. Andy's also more of a detective than the rest of you guys. Yes. I mean, that is, a, that, that is a role that you guys didn't have. Yes. And, and you know, you, you had the super scientists, so, you know, uh, uh, God, what the hell's her name, Paul? Hair trigger. Hair trigger. Thank you. Hair, hair trigger, uh, you know, can run back to the lab and, you know, do her Reed Richards, Hank Pym kind of thing. 
And, you know, you've got, you know, uh, the necropath here who can do his Bruce Wayne and, and uh, you know, Dr. Midnight kind of thing. So, Right. And his, he's got he's got like these spiritual sort of connection with the dead. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's not stepping on, say, Ramiel's spiritual connection. That's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I, th- I think it all comes down to Tim. I'm, I'm I, I think you know you guys. It always does. Uh, you know, I, my <laughs> motto has always been "fuck Tim." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got a T-shirt that says that. So, um. Tim, you could comfort yourself knowing that. If if uh, Wayne was here, he might be on your side, but we know that's not true. Yeah, no, no ass. If we, I need Wayne here to be like, <laughs> I really like Photon. I'm like, sweet. Let's really rumble this shit. <laughs> nobody likes Photon. No, nobody likes Photon. Yeah, Photon's um, that ass. Even even if Wayne sided with you for the moment, I'd talk him out of it. <laughs> you know, Jonathan's just the man to do it. Yeah. So okay, I I, I need to focus on Tim's concern. Okay. So you're telling me it's a character issue, that the character is distrustful of, you know, somebody who can take control of another person. Is that what it comes down to? Basically. Okay. So um, I don't think that as the character exists now, and Andrew, you please correct me if I'm wrong, he's not proposing. Because I asked him, I said, you know, can he insert his thought into somebody else's mind and influence them? And he says, no, that might be something that as he levels up that he'd have that ability, but certainly not when he starts up. Right, Andrew? No, that, that's correct. I wouldn't expect him to be able to mind control people at, at any point, really. And when we talk about influencing, it's almost more like an empathic type of influencing than a walk off the bridge right now type of thing. Right. But And that would be way down the road, and, and I don't ever see him being to the point where he could actually control people with his mind. And his telepathy seems to be a secondary power based on what you described. His post-cognition seems to be the primary power. Yeah, the telepathy is very much a surface thoughts type of thing, too. It's not like you can look in and see what happened to you when you were three unless you're actively thinking about it. So he's not going to be plumbing the depths of people's minds for the long, you know, their, their deeply held secrets. It's more of a, hey, that guy thinks about having a cheeseburger for dinner from Burger King. Now, would he be able to, you know, say, focus that telepathy? You know, say you've got somebody who's unconscious or who's a willing participant, um, and he can do some kind of little Vulcan mind meld, my thoughts to your thoughts kind of thing to get more information? I would see it more as uh, the power of suggestion. If, if someone asks you what you had for dinner, it's really hard not to think of what you just had for dinner. So if you were to ask someone a question like, where were you last night? More than likely in their brain, they would flash at least a flash of something about what happened last night. Sure. They were with Juan. God bless Juan Valdez. <laughs> okay, so so you, you're you're describing what I would characterize as rather mild telepathy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Tim, do you think that makes the coyote a little bit more comfortable around this? No. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's no there's no compromise compromise with Tim. Didn't we establish this during like our, our uh, whole I, scope I, and I, feel? I, I had an idea for a compromise, but it's kind of lame. So and what's what that is, idea? Lay it out, Tim. Well, the the thought is maybe because of his his connection with the the spirit the spirit shaman that maybe you get a little more static interference with my character. I'm fine with that. So. No. 
That would make me. You're just worried about your character. Yeah, that's what I just realized as well. (laughs) No, no, I'm talking about my character would be very annoyed that he if he could tell that that another person could read his mind. And he probably wouldn't like it that he could read other people's minds, but it wouldn't be nearly as homicidical, uh, you know, uh, little bighorn as it would be if he tried to read my mind. So, <laughs> did say homicidical? He did. I did. Homicidical. Okay. What do you, what do you think about that, Andrew? Uh, I think that would be fine. What the fuck? Uh, yes, you know, if 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 Tim has some sort of weird, you know, spiritual mojo, gives him a, a static interference when I'm around him, actually, probably be nice because I wouldn't have to worry about thinking about his thoughts, you know, because that's that's an annoyance to the character. That would be most funny. Of the time. Okay. I think that guy was a complete dick, but he likes hanging out with me. <laughs> Is this guy gay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. The the uh, the the character the character from Unfaithful, the one that your wife is fucking, Andrew. You mean the photons? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Doctor Necropath's wife is fucking is uh, Paul Martell. That dude was way too Latin to have a name like Paul Martell, so we're gonna go with the actor's name, and she's fucking Olivier Martinez. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared that up. It is an important backstory note, Paul. <laughs> yeah, and I still want to and faithless. Oh, and your, your wife's name's Connie. Just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> because your wife, your wife, your wife is Diane Lane, a younger Diane Lane. Or, 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 or she's having sex with Olivia Martinez. Mm. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> I just I know. I think I'm I think I'm over it now, Aaron. I, I think we're good with Doctor Necropath, the the co- most most coitus mortis guy. <laughs> Post-coitus mortis guy. I told you, once you started talking about getting in people's brains, I stopped listening, so I have no idea. (laughs) Other than that. So we're good. So I think we have selected Dr. Necropath. Um, Are you cool with the limitation that uh, that, uh, Tim has asked for? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't read Tim. He's a blank. He's he's just a wall of white noise. He's very comfy at night when I'm trying to fall asleep. So due to the the spirits with whom uh, the coyote is in commune with. Um, I wonder what that would mean for Ramiel. Wait, what? Well, what was oh, listening? Like, I was yeah. I was thinking about Diane Lane bent over a stairwell. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> Oh, it's a movie. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's a movie. Um, so you guys should watch that movie with your parents. It's highly awkward. <laughs> Is that how you did it, Jonathan? <laughs> no, I actually I was working at a movie theater at the time, and on my break, myself and another coworker sat in and watched it, and we were very, very uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> like we 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 had to move so there was a seat between us. <laughs> it was very awkward. All right. All now, right. What were you saying, Aaron? <laughs> um. So you know he, when listening to the coyote's thoughts, he gets the static and whatnot. Mm-hmm. What would he hear when he listens to Ramiel? Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> exactly what I was say. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> 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 Biggie Small, <laughs> Gregorian monks chanting. I don't know. 
Well, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, that's a good question. I don't really know enough about an- angels to really know. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm around, when I'm around Hair Trigger, I'm constantly gonna be like, "Ah, oh, God, I wish you'd stop thinking about Vampire Diaries." Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe he can read the priest thoughts, but not. Yeah, and I would think that he could, but I'm just Robert. curious as to. Just something to think about. Yeah, maybe that's... we maybe when he's around uh, Ramyo, he can still just hear the priest thoughts. That would be interesting. Hmm. That would be interesting. That would kind of like what's his face, um, Captain Slapnuts. What's the priest's real name? <laughs> Dominic. 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 <laughs> you know, I wasn't wild about the name Slapnuts, but you throw a captain in front of it, and suddenly it sounds. And, like it, and it becomes it becomes our main villain. A and he wears a pirate hat. <laughs> I'm Captain well, just Slapnuts, me mate. And he just he just lets him hang. <laughs> he, he gives orders to his minions as he's banging Diane Lane on the stairwell. <laughs> and he's a priest. <laughs> um, but an evil priest. So. Yeah, that would be interesting because you know it would be like imagine if someone could read Bruce Banner's thoughts while the while he was the Hulk. That could be interesting. No, I do like that because you know Romeo's just this blank slate, and yet I can hear the father. You know, because because correct me if I'm wrong, but Father Dominic can't communicate to Romeo when they're when, when he's manifested, can he? Right. So so yeah, you have Dominic who can't say anything when Romeo's around, but I can hear him saying things like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna die." <laughs> There's no way you're gonna stop a tank. No way. Pretty cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. starting to like that. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a nice. Uh, we'll have to figure out how that mechanic would work. I mean, you know, uh, I guess you know. You'd Who just, needs like, mechanics? It just happens. Well, what I'm saying is is, is how that works in, in the in the game. You know, does does uh, you know uh, necropath say you know I'm turning on the channel to Dominic and then you know. <laughs> Tuning in to channel. Dominic. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I gotta throw uh, in a I wife beater and eat some spaghetti to get closer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. Well, I, I get what you're. I get what Aaron's saying. What does it have to? You know, it's a cool idea for a story, but how is it going to influence our game, if at all? It's. Well, I mean, it's. it's it's just going to influence the game from a, a flavor aspect yes. and uh, and uh, what do they call it? Uh, immersion aspect. Well, it, 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 it should have no mechanical impact on the game, I would think. And it makes a way for Ramiel and Dominic to communicate, which they can't otherwise do. True. Yeah, because maybe that, Dominic maybe that helps. actually get a whole lot of screen time in a team-up book. Kind of like, uh, what's his name? Donald <laughs> in The Avengers. Well, you know, Doctor Donald, Doctor Necropath's recovery was considered a bit of a miracle. That's true. That's oh, true. Oh yeah. It's all coming together. <laughs> you know, Her. Romeo. Romeo apparently is is in Dominic for a reason. So oh just, yeah. Right. Realized it through. That's too late. But so maybe the fact that they can sort of talk somewhat now might help them. Get closer to the truth of why he's here, you too. Yeah, that's a good like point. That. All right. Well, are we happy with the necropath? Yes, Doctor Necropath. That's I right. never thought I'd ever say that, but yes, I'm very happy with. 
All right, I'm excited. All right, so on me like a fungus. So Andrew, is this character you can live with? Oh yeah, definitely. All right. Well, excellent guys. I think I think you know we with some coaching and some guidance. I think we have uh, done some good work here, Andrew. Yeah, I mean you know it took an hour and a half to come up with our four characters, and it took about an hour and a half to come up with uh, you know Andrew's one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, any, su- any success I have is, is directly attributable to you, as well as my failures. <laughs> nice tag there. <laughs> you were a kiss-ass. <laughs> that was an hour and a half ago. That's right. All right, well, good stuff, guys. Um, next up, we will have the zero issues for the Necropath, as well as for the long-awaited Ramiel Dominic zero issue. And uh, then on into the game. Very exciting. Awfully exciting. All right. Thanks a bunch. Knights of Rainsboro is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. Intro music generously provided by Derek K. Miller. For more information about Derek and his music, visit penmachine.com. Outro music is provided courtesy of Dan Kelso. You can find these and other great pod-safe tunes at musicalley.com. All goat sex involved in the production of this podcast was purely consensual.